I am Dr. Heather Moore, owner of Total Performance Physical Therapy. This question I get asked a lot, and somebody asked me to talk about it tonight, so here we go. Should you stretch your hamstrings? Um, so if you are listening or this was your question, um, give us a like or a comment below. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, and I know this is a very controversial topic, even though it's not that controversial. People seem to be very passionate one way or another about whether you stretch them or not stretch them. Um, I tend to be less passionate on uh, whether you stretch them or don't stretch them. Uh, bottom line, I mean, obviously anything you do to help your muscles is a good thing. Is it my preferred method? No. Can you actually hurt yourself? Yes. Do you have to be careful? Yes. Is there probably 10 different things you should do before you stretch your hamstrings? Absolutely. Um, so we're going to go through a little bit about why I'm not a big fan of stretching your hamstrings. I do teach it to people, and I'm going to show you the proper way to stretch them because most people just herniate their discs while they're stretching their hamstrings as opposed to actually stretching their hamstrings. So when you talk about the hamstrings, so the hamstrings, for some of you who don't know, or as a refresher for some of you who do know, so if here's your leg, the back of your leg, okay, the hamstring, and here's the back of your knee, and then here's your, we'll call this your calf, all right, and then here's your foot. This is your hamstrings, okay? These are your hamstrings. Now, your hamstrings are a few muscles that make up the hamstring muscle group, all right? So, Sometimes people get confused. The hamstrings are in the back. The quads are in the front. It's not one muscle. It's actually a group of muscles that make up the hamstring. So what happens is, and why people feel the need to stretch the hamstrings a lot, is because a lot of times the muscle in the front, which is the quad, is much stronger than the hamstring. And there's a very easy way to test this out. If you have somebody, if you sit down on a bench and you try and kick your leg out and you have somebody resist you trying to kick your leg out, chances are a lot of you are still going to be able to straighten your leg. Now, if you do the same test but you have, you try and pull your leg back, for a lot of you, that person's going to be able to pull forward and to break that hamstring test. And it's because your quads are generally stronger. It shouldn't be that way. These should be equal strength. Your quads should be just as strong as your hamstrings. But because of a whole other bunch of reasons we're not going to talk about tonight, your quads and your hamstrings, generally your quads are dominant, your hamstrings are weaker. So what happens with a weaker muscle? So a weaker muscle is trying to work hard to keep up with its counterpart. So all this muscle in the back of your leg and your hamstring starts to develop little tiny knots. And they're all throughout your hamstrings. So you're just going to get these little balls. Some are going to be bigger than others. Some are going to be smaller than others. You're just going to get a lot of trigger points. Now. 
as we've talked about in some of our previous videos, these little knots, so once you shorten one of these muscle fibers, it's got to start tugging on its friend to help it out. So then this one develops into a knot, and this one develops a knot. So I don't see hamstring problems until it's basically like a, a flurry of snow back there. And this is part of the problem. So if you have a hamstring that looks like this, and you generally, if you have tight hamstrings, it looks like this. When you go to stretch the hamstring, and there's a knot in the muscle, what you're going to do is you're going to tug at the ends of the knot. If this knot is a little superficial, you might be able to get it out with a stretch. But most of the time, a knot is basically looks like an onion with layer and layer and layer and layer and layer of compensation, of damage, of whatever you want to call it, however you want to describe it, these knots can be really complex and really hard to get out. There's some that are easy. Those are the things that take away, you know, right away with the hamstring stretch. So if you're doing a hamstring stretch and you've got these knots in the back of your, in your hamstring, you're just going to start tugging at the sides. That's not, that's not going to budge. You're not taking anything away from what's there. You're pulling on the outside of it. So what happens is, is now, instead of helping yourself, you're actually starting to create little micro tears on the part of the muscle that isn't damaged yet. It's getting there, but it's not damaged yet. And a lot of people will, will for some reason, and I've never actually had this explained why um, by anybody that I've seen do it, and I've asked, um, will have somebody stretch their leg even further. So I see them wince in pain. So you are actually tearing your muscle. You know you're tearing your muscle. You're asking somebody else to tear your muscle. Um, and it's painful. So when you feel that wince or that pain, that means there's, there's tears going on in the muscle. A stretch should not hurt. A stretch should not be uncomfortable. A stretch should not be painful. So you have these tears that happen, and when you try and stretch, you know, the knots out, they're not going to budge. This is what most people's hamstrings look like. So when do I recommend stretching the hamstring? How do I recommend stretching the hamstring? I said it was okay sometimes. So it is okay sometimes. What you want to do is you want to get a foam roller. And I know everyone who watches this is like, oh my gosh, her and her foam rollers. Yes, me and my foam rollers. And you want to get one with spikes on it. If you don't want to come into the office and see me, get a foam roller with spikes on it. Why? Why does this matter? Because it's a good diagnostic tool. It saves me from pushing on something. You can figure it out at home. Now, whether you can treat it on your own or not, whole other story. But if you get a foam roller with spikes on it, or you have a ball with spikes on it, or a lacrosse ball, put it underneath your hamstring and roll around on it. Do you feel spots of pain? And chances are the answer is going to be yes. So you're going to roll across the spot, and it's going to be pretty painful. And then you're going to roll up. It might be tender, but it's not going to be as painful. And then you're going to roll back. So this is kind of the minefield that you're going through 
as you roll on the back of that hamstring. And some spots are painful. Some spots might not be painful at all. And then there's some spots where you, you know, jump to the ceiling. That means there's not. And there's a lot of them. So what do you have to do? You got to break them up. You can't break them up by stretching. You can stretch all day long. You can't break them up. You have to foam roll them out. So usually what I will recommend is you do your foam rolling 10 minutes every day, regardless of whether you have pain or not. If you're active, even if you're not active, you should be foam rolling 10 minutes every day just to get the garbage out, flush out of the muscles that builds up every day. And yes, even if you just sit at a desk, you have garbage that builds up every day. So you want to do this for 10 minutes. After that, sure, go ahead and stretch your hamstring. Here's, here's a little kind of FYI that I like to see because I run, well, I, I jog, we'll say. Um, and I see a lot of people sitting on the ground right before they race. Just, I'm not sure what they're doing. I think they're trying to do a hamstring stretch. Don't, don't do that. All right. So if you are rolling your, rolling your hamstring on the foam roller religiously, and there's not any knots or there's a knot every once in a while that's superficial. Great. Stretch your hamstrings. One, make sure they're warm. So make sure you've walked, make sure you've done some activity. Don't just start throwing up your leg and then jamming yourself into a hamstring stretch. The second thing you have to do and the second most important thing about a hamstring stretch is you cannot, cannot bend from your back. So what do I mean by that? So when everyone sits on the ground, they're doing this, they're stretching. All you're doing is herniating your back disc. Okay, that, that's really all you're doing. When you start doing this in some form or fashion and you think that's going to help anything, here's the other thing. So if you go to stretch your hamstrings and you just go straight to the ground like this, and you, you might feel a stretch in your hamstrings doing that, and all you want to do is touch your toes, you're going to get the length to touch your toes. It's probably not going to come from your hamstring, and you're probably going to pop a few discs in the process, you will touch your toes, I promise you. Did you stretch your hamstrings? No. Did it probably come from some muscles in the back that were already way too stretched out? Yeah. But you told your body that you wanted to stretch your hamstrings and you wanted to touch the floor. So your body said, well, what do you want to do? Touch the floor or stretch your hamstrings? Well, you gave it other ways to touch the floor. So you succeeded and you touched the floor. So most often when you're doing that or you're uh, in your straddle position and you're bending over to reach that leg and I see people with their noses to their knee and that means their back is stretched out probably doesn't need to be stretched out probably needs to be the opposite probably needs to be a little bit stronger as opposed to sitting there being stretched out to stretch a hamstring properly you have to block your hips so you're going to put your foot up on a stool and you're going to put your heel on a stool. Doesn't matter the height. Your toes are going to come towards you. You're going to stand up nice and straight. At this point, this is where people like to do this. Oh, I feel so good. I feel a stretch in my hamstring. 
well, I hope you enjoy your herniated disc in your back at the same time. So you want to stand up nice and straight. The hinge is here, okay? So you're standing up straight and you're gonna lean forward, okay? If this is all the further you can go, that's it. It should not hurt. A stretch should never be painful. So you should never be wincing or have somebody come over and push on your back or drive your leg up. It should be a nice, gentle stretch. You're gonna stick your butt out, you're gonna hinge at the hips, and that's it. Wherever that gentle stretch ends, that gentle stretch ends. You wanna hold it for about 30 seconds and you wanna do about six of them. Now it's never ever recommended that you stretch your muscle to its full length and then go and do a plyometric exercise or do a really hard exercise. All right, I know people like to do that, but if this is not part of your everyday routine, you're gonna use and you're gonna strain muscles. How many of you have run or done an activity where you've strained your hamstring? A lot of you. I know I treat it all the time. Because a lot of people get the idea, I'm gonna stretch my hamstring, I'm gonna have somebody stretch my hamstring, and then I'm gonna go for a run. Well, one, you've never stretched your hamstring. This was like some Yahoo article you read right before you ran that told you to stretch your hamstring. So you did, your body was dealing with a whole new muscle length. It didn't know what to do with it. You probably tore some fibers in the stretching process and then voila, now you have a hamstring injury. I see a lot of hamstring injuries from overstretching. People are thinking they're doing something good and they're not. You can hurt yourself stretching your hamstring. Yes, you can. Don't do it unless you are just basically doing what I just did, unless you're warmed up, unless you've gotten a lot of the knots out from your hamstring by foam rolling. Foam rolling beats stretching every day of the week, hands down. And I know there's a lot of people that argue with me on that, hands down. You are not gonna get better results from anything that you are gonna get foam rolling. And the greatest thing about foam rolling is that in order to effectively stretch a muscle, you have to hold it for a certain number of time. 30 seconds, they, they say 20, I always say 30 because at, at, if I tell people 30, they're gonna at least hold it for 20 when they're counting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, They count as quickly as they can. So I usually say to hold it for 30, the literature says 20 seconds, and you're gonna do six reps. And that's not like six reps where you're like, okay, I have like a quick minute, so I'm gonna throw my leg up and then I'm gonna, you know, and then I'm gonna come back and I'll do five more later. That is six continuous repetitions. It's almost impossible in, in my day to get that done without being interrupted. And I know a lot of you are the same way. But when you're doing a foam rolling technique, like a hamstring, if you've got 30 seconds, roll on those hamstrings for 30 seconds. If you've got a minute, do a minute. There's no real prescribed time. Anything's gonna help. That's just increasing